Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm really so humbled to welcome Artie Martino. Hey, how you doing this morning? Hey, Don. What's up? How are you doing? That's such a nice introduction. That was, I appreciate that. That's nice. So nice of you. Absolutely. Well, I think sometimes, and don't you notice this, that sometimes uh, somebody will meet you and they say, oh, I'm a mom and I'm uh, my kids and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then they learn that you're, you know, well, you know, she is a PhD, an original Google engineer, MIT, uh, Stanford. And it's, it's, it's in a way, it's kind of unfortunate that people don't view the title of mom as the most important title. And that's something that you've said. That's your most important job that you've ever had. Yeah, and it's the hard, it's the most important, and I think it's the hardest. Like, and you know, it's probably the most rewarding, but it's also the hardest. <laughs> Amen to that. Did you yeah. ever imagine? I mean, throughout all your years, and we talked about this at the great event on on Monday night, uh, where yeah. you know, with with Paula and and she, I interviewed her here Monday morning. But really, that you'd ever talked about politics. And and that's something now with the school board in Bucks County, you've you've decided to run, and and I think a lot of people run away from that kind of thing, right? That you <laughs> and you, now you find yourself running into that fire, and it is a fire in Bucks County, is it not? Oh my gosh, it is gone. It is yeah. It's <laughs> you know I've always yeah I've always looked kind of like a politics. Look, I'm I'm more conservative. I am registered Republican, right? And I've always kind of looked at some of the stuff going on and being like, wow, what is going on? This is not good. I mean, I think I don't think there's any secret about that. Um, and then you know I I'm an engineer. I don't like confrontation. I like to fix things. <laughs> um, and so the last thing I would want to do is be in a position and and. Like like you said, it's like mm. running towards the fire. It's like the Marines are running towards danger. Like this is like <laughs> the last thing I want to do. But I I feel the need to step up because things have gotten so out of hand, and there's been so much mis- misinformation about everything happening in our district. And to some extent, I feel like I'm one of the few people that can actually do that because I have so many friends of mine that want to say stuff, but they're so worried about being canceled, mm-hmm. about losing their jobs, about losing their reputations if they don't stand up. And it's like, if you know, there's that quote, right? If the only thing that needs to happen for evil to persist is for good men to s- sit around and not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm quoting, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, or good women. So I was like, you know, yeah, good men and good women, right? <laughs> and especially the women. But yeah, so so that that's part of our, and it's just like, come on, guys, like you know, we we got past the, you know, we got past COVID, 
hopefully that's over. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's focus on the kids' schooling because our scores are not where they should be before the pandemic. Like we did our best with the lockdowns, but they're still the kids are still not you know back to where they should be. And even even before the lockdowns, I think there were problems with the way social media has been used and the proliferation of devices and how the kids use them. And so that's like a real problem yeah. that I don't think we've ever had to deal with in our society. So that's well, kind of another reason why I'm running. Yeah, in in our lifetime. And I I would just ask anybody in any school district, if you told me that an engineer at your level, um, a software engineer at your, I mean, from what I've told and researching you, there are maybe a handful of people or less in the country who are at your level. If I could have somebody like that oh. <laughs> on, on my local school board, somebody, when we talk about social media, AI, the algorithms, I mean, you, you know all of that. You basically created, you, right? You basically created the Google calendar, for example. Um, Boy, no, I'm not. I'm not playing Al Gore. That it was. It wasn't just me. It was a team of engineers. <laughs> I was on the founding team. I love your joke. That's good. <laughs> uh, I like to make people laugh. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. My my advisor, John McCarthy, when I did my PhD at Stanford University, my PhD was in artificial intelligence. He's actually the person that coined the term way back in the 1950s. So wow. I was like. Yeah, I was like, you're kind of talking to the ringer here. And we used to discuss stuff all the time, like when we have, you know, this is like, you know, I worked for him in the early 2000s. And we sit, and, you know, by then he was like in the 70s and 80s, and he kind of had this great career in artificial intelligence. And we sit there and talk in the coffee house at Starbucks. Actually, the Starbucks was like right next door to where Larry Page used to live, right on the edge of Stanford's yeah. campus. I remember that. Um, and, and so, like, you know, we sit there and talk, like, when we have human-level AI, how are things going to work? Are we going to use them to take care of our children? Are we going to do this, you know? And just have all these, like, really interesting discussions with the guy. He was a great mind. And speaking of great minds, a friend of yours, somebody who you was a classmate, right, at, at MIT, and this is, oh, I, I think, that you know, what I'm leading to, but I, I yeah. think, again, for any school district, if you had a direct connection to some of your connections, um, you think about robotics and the future and our kids' curriculum. You're, you're, you've got something really exciting that you're bringing. Oh, to, I do. Tell us about it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, you know, I went to MIT for my undergraduate work. And one of the best, I mean, I'm so honored to have gone to a school like that because it's not only the stuff I learned, but the people that I made friends with when I was there because these are also other very accomplished individuals. So it turns out one of my best friends at MIT is this guy named Sal Khan. Um, who actually started the the program Khan Academy, which are all those educational videos that people use all around the world to, you know, help them. I have so many people coming up to me saying, like, oh, my gosh, there's no way I would have passed calculus or algebra without Sal. I even had a couple of parents I was speaking to door knocking. They said, you know, we would have to help our kids with their homework, and we'd watch yeah. Sal's videos um, to help us, like, remember or understand how the sorts we could then explain it to our kids. So, yeah, he's, like, one of my best friends from MIT. We actually competed MIT has this robotics competition called 6270, and we actually won third place in it back in the day. So, I mean, so, yes, so cool. I've done robots with Sal, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> we did and, robots. So, so look, yeah, we, we did the robots. We had fun make, building robots together. Um, and so, look, and so, you know, when I was, one of the things that I don't like about politics is people always say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do mental health, I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. 
And you're kind of like, well, how are you actually, I'm an engineer. How are you actually going to do it? Like, tell me, I don't like to hear these empty words. So mm-hmm. when I decided to run, I'm trying to approach everything as an engineering problem. So I said, look, I'm just going to start as my campaign. I'm just going to start doing the kinds of things that I would do if I actually was on the board. Mm-hmm. It just is pretty positive. Like, here are the goods. I'm doing it for you right now. Like, see what I'm doing. And so I thought, well, let me, like, you know what, maybe I should go see, maybe I can get Sal to come. I mean, he's a great guy. And it's funny. It wasn't even my idea. I just happened to be visiting him in California when I was there a couple of months ago, and we were just hanging out. And he says, Arthi, I hear you're running for school board. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> let's do something. This is so awesome. So I was like, okay. So he's like, yeah, let's do a town hall. You, you know, have your people come and, you know, have your people in your schools come and they can ask me any questions they want about anything. I'm like, really? He's like, absolutely. Right. And so we're actually doing it Tuesday, September 19th at 7 p.m. It's going to be, since he's in California, it has to be over Zoom. So it's going to be virtual. But, um, you can sign up. I have a website. It's called letsgocbsd.com because it's not about me. It's about schools. Mm-hmm. It's about our kids. Um, and, yeah, and so everyone, you got, you got to register in advance and get your emails, and we'll send you a link. And then we're going to talk to Sal about, you know, innovations in education and how we can, you know, he's, he's actually built this new AI tutor called Conmingo. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the best sense of humor. Um, and so, you know, that's like one of the things maybe we can use to help a lot of these kids get, get past, you know, get past these issues that they have with le- the, the le- learning loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big thing we've learned also is that, you know, the kids come home from school and they need help from their parents. Sometimes the parents can't help them, right? Because, like, maybe that's not your forte. And so it's like, look, you have this other tool you can use to help you. So you have kids in middle school right now. And so you, you're a parent within the district, but what, what motivated you was, was it the loss, you know, the loss of learning as far as the pandemic? Cause I see more and more parents in general, but moms, especially getting more involved in things like school boards and that sort of, cause you're busy. I mean, you, you, you know, you're yeah. not, not just in your quote unquote professional career, but you're a busy mom and you've got sports and I mean, we're all like uh, free Uber drivers, you know, so why would you add one more thing to that? What, what ultimately told you and called you to do this, Artie Martino? Oh, why? I know, right? Because this is, you know, I, I hate, I hate all this dissension and mm-hmm. it, it just, it's just awful. Uh, the, the main thing is, look, I, I see there's a problem, and I didn't see anything anyone was addressing this learning loss. And as much as I don't like politics and all the chaos and the mm-hmm. stuff, I was like, look, there are. I'm so lucky to be in this country. Like you read my biography a little bit. Like my parents came from India. My dad came here with eight dollars in his pocket. I and he came to, to the United States. He finished his medical training. We he we moved to Alabama. I grew up there. And, you know, from there, you know, I grew up in Alabama, I went to MIT, I went to Stanford, I now work at Google. I went to school with Larry and Sergey, the guys that started Google. You know, my best friend is Sal Khan, right? This is the kind of life I led because I came to a country like the United States of America where we have so many opportunities if you're, you know, you need a little luck, but you also need to work really hard. Um, and you can have these, th- these things. I'm like, I want to make sure these opportunities are available for our next generation, and if people like me and stand up and don't do these things, who will? So that that's kind of my motivation. It's like I kind of feel like I have to be, give back to our country, which has given me and my family so much. So how do you cut through? I mean, there, you know, and and I understand there's an there are many layers to what we're dealing with in politics 
and the media being complicit in some of those layers. But how do yeah, you, right? How do you? Cut, I'm doing my best. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, just just cutting through, basically cutting to the chase because they're so. So what happens? My view from the outside, and this is happening across Pennsylvania, but especially across the Philadelphia suburbs and then across the country. So you have a situation that happens, but unfortunately there there's an underlying situation which is to nobody in a certain district's fault. In other words, there are even people, and you all know this, to the Central Buck School Board meetings even this past week, mm-hmm. there are people coming in and signing in. Everybody knows they're not, fr- they're from another state, some of them. And, yeah, and, right, troublemakers. And, <laughs> and, and agenda, people with a different agenda than than with parents. So how do you cut through that, Artie Martino, and get your message out as far as curriculum, positive energy, but also being inclusive with the community? Because if you look at the media, if you look at the so-called mainstream media, they would have you believe that, in fact, those Republicans in Bucks County and those running for the you know Republican spots like you are in fact people who don't believe in including everybody and who are yeah. and who are anti fill in the blank. Yep. So uh, I think well I think the first thing is to try to take the politics all out of it and treat it completely as an engineering problem. That's the one the, my main trick I'm using. So I'm I'm just using that. And then it's like, yes. So I guess you're talking more about just how the media is completely against us. Yes. Um, and that's, and, and that so makes look, it difficult. It really does. And so you try, you try, because they have a really, really big horn and they can just mm-hmm. say things. They omit things. Like so many times I've been told, like, don't talk to this person. They're not going to, they're going to take whatever you say and twist it out of context. Yeah. And already there's so many times I've been asked to give comment on things and I you know, I do. And then I also give them these extra details, like go look at this website, you know, people Mm -hmm. who are, who are wanting to see this, go look at this website and they don't leave off that additional material. They only leave off, they only Mm -hmm. include like the headline worthy material. So what do you do? It's like, well, you either have to build your own entire media apparatus, which doesn't scale, or you just gotta, you just, just gotta start going door to door and just talking to people, which is what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, one piece one piece of advice, if I can give it to you, is that anytime, yeah, sure. anytime you do any interview that you, on your phone, whether it's a, a, whether it's in person or over the phone or however you do it, record, record yep. for yourself and, and let, you know, we have to ask because we're, a, um, we're a two party consent state. So, you know, yep. always ask, right? And say, can I just record this? Whether you just do audio or whether you just set up an iPhone in the corner, or whatever. But that way they know as well that you're recording everything. And that way, if there's yep. a piece of it, even by omission, you could even just, you know, set something up and then put it on your, on your site, you know, just to, just to say this was the entire interview and let, and you don't even have to say anything more, but it does keep media folks, I'll just say in line because they know that there's a, the accountability of you did record the entire thing. So I'll just, I will just say that, that, that's something that I, I give that advice all the time to people. Just record oh, on yeah, it. No, right? I, I appreciate that. Yep. Yep. And, and to some extent, that doesn't matter because they, they, the problem is, is they get first strike, right? Mm-hmm. So they can say, right? Yes. And so that's 80%. And then you have the retraction like a couple of days later. It's like, yes. oh, yeah, who reads the retractions, right? Nobody. So you just have to be very smart with your media. 
and just getting the message out there. And so we have a couple, you know, I have a couple of ideas of things I'm doing in addition to door knocking. Um, you know, so some of the things that the media has been doing has been an outright disgrace with how my slate of candidates have been treated compared to our competitors. And it's just like, wow. And at some point, the truth comes out. And then what we have to do is just make regular people be aware, like, do you realize how much information has been omitted from this? And I think more and more people are starting to realize this now, that the media is not really completely truthful in what they want to say. And you do have to look at both sides to get the whole story. Yeah. I mean, it's media malpractice that's happening. And as, as somebody, and you you know um, that I'm I'm somebody who, since I was a kid, wanted to be a journalist. And so to yeah. me, that's not easy for me to say because I'm always, I'm like you, half glass full, right? And you don't want to believe these things. And oftentimes it's biased by omission, right? So they yep. can say, well, I didn't, I didn't say, say something that's false. Well, you know, you, you kind of did because you omitted so much that it's skewed and it's not in the proper context or you just omitted important information. But take me through, I mean, what are some of your, as far as your policy goals, what you believe in? And again, you have young kids in this district. What do you believe will make a difference to help make up the learning losses? And and also the kids are in fact, uh, impacted by, they hear it, they know that people have been arguing over things like masks and mandates and all of that. How do you turn this right. ship around? I think the first thing is to make all parents all people in the district realize, like, my door's open to everyone, right? Like, I will talk to anyone. I don't care who you are. If you have an idea, let me know, right? And then the other idea is taking those things and integrating them into the system. And the other thing, too, is like, look, I, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just a mom. You know, I'm seeing the system from the outside. Part of the reason why our district is so great is because the teachers who are on the front line are amazing. I just came from back to school night, and you see the the level of preparedness and how thoughtful these teachers are with the way they put up their curriculums and teach the kids, I'm totally blown away. And then you look at the labels, the levels of administration on top of like the principals and the staff, like the, in the many ways, the reason why the school district is so good is just so well administrated and managed and we have such amazing teachers. And so my, my, my goal is to actually find out from the teachers, like, what do you see on the ground lines? Like, I have my ideas, but I think it's way more important to go bottom up, find out from the teachers on the front lines of things, what do you see? And then take that information and integrate it and then use that to make the best decisions. Right. And so specifically, like, yeah, certain policies, like, we should probably do something smarter about phones and social media and teaching kids how to use it. Like I was talking to this one supporter's son. He's like a, a high school senior. And I was just talking to him. I was, telling, I was like telling him like, oh, do you use TikTok? And he's like, oh, no, I took that off my phone. And I was like, really? How do you? Because I think TikTok is very bad. Like I've written a whole article about how it's basically a tool of the Chinese government to spy on you. Like people should not be using that. Not in, in addition to the fact that the way that they have the rapid fire videos, it kind of really... Um, it really breaks down the connections in your brain and it kind of kind of reduces your attention span and kind of eats away at your brain. Um, I spoke to him about it. I'm like, hey, so why did you, how did you, how did you know to stop using TikTok? And I was like hoping to say, I read your article, Mrs. Martino, and it was awesome. That's why. But he didn't, <laughs> which is okay. But he says, no, the reason why I got off TikTok is I personally just kind of realized it was kind of messing with my brain and I didn't like how it made me feel afterwards. I was like, wow, good for you. Like what insight? And he also said like, look, I put timers on my apps 
And so, you know, on certain apps, I only I self-regulate. I make sure I only use them a certain amount of the day. I was like, wow, these are such good skills. Like, maybe we're teaching these things in schools already, but if we're not, like, they already talked about how they teach life skills in schools. I learned about that last night at back-to-school night at middle school. And so I'm thinking to myself, this is one of the things you should just tell kids to do. Like, hey, if you're on any apps, use them, but, you know, put a timer on them so you know you didn't spend three hours looking at silly videos. Yeah, that's well right? put. And so... Right, just simple things like that. And then the other thing is, you know, we do have to prepare our children for what's going to happen with AI because, you know, yes. you know, ChatGPT, they can write programs, you know, computer programs for us. So how Sorry. how are we going to live in a world? And so, you know, if you ever see, if you ever see, you know, this has happened in the past, right? We went from horses to cars. You know, it's not like this is a, you know, we went from slide rules to calculators. It's not that we haven't done this in the past. We just have to remember these are all tools, and we are the ones in charge of the tools, right? If you let the tool rule over you, that's when things, you're going to have a problem. And you see it, right? Like social media is also a tool, but I have plenty of friends that let the tool rule over them. They're totally hooked by social media, and they totally live by social media. What did they say on Facebook? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's just a tool. You shouldn't let it rule over your lives. And yes. so I think that's the most important thing we can learn from, uh, from things like that. It's so true. I know that um, I've reported a lot and done interviews a lot, so I don't want to spend too much time on this, but there was an incident that happened Tuesday night at one of the meetings for the Bucks County School Board, and um, there were reports that an elderly gentleman was sort of caught in the midst of this as, uh, <laughs> yeah. a, 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 you know, a, somebody you know, picked up a chair, held it over his head, and this is a, a Democrat activist, uh, as identified, they're in Bucks, and oh my goodness. I mean, what's your comment to, to all of that happening on Tuesday? Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Yeah, so the elderly gentleman you're referring to is mm-hmm. our grandpa. That's, that's my father-in-law, John, who was there with my husband oh my making, uh, making public comment. So he's actually the one that, you know, everyone else kind of, you know, when, when Steve Sullivan picked up that tra- that chair, right, John was the first one to stand up to block it, right? It's like, oh, my God, you have pretty good reflexes for 85 <laughs> years old, Grandpa. That's awesome, right? So, um, so yeah, so look. So, um, but, yeah, it's terrible. Like, where, what the heck is going on? Like, this is not a good, this is not the, you know, all of us as adults should be leading by example. And this kind of nonsense, this is not a good way to lead by example. Like, come on, guys, we need to do better for our children. Right? And so it's like, look, turn down the temperature. Let's, let's just talk to each other. Don't let it get to these to this state where people are so angry. Um, yeah. Well, and a lot of times it's point. it's emotion and not necessarily just talking about like what you've been talking about, which is just policy, looking at appropriate curriculum and that sort of thing. And unfortunately, I think there's there's a ton of emotion. But I'm glad that uh, grandpa, I shouldn't have said elderly because he's a very with it fit senior citizen. So, <laughs> yeah, right? So, awesome. yeah. Grandpa. <laughs> no, it's grandpa. So, yeah. I mean, but here's, you yeah. know, <laughs> oh my goodness, what I heard about that. And then I've gone over this week, just so you know, um, talking to different witnesses and so on, as far as how it was portrayed, just talking about that media malpractice and how me- the media tried to spin it and didn't really just report on exactly what happened. Oh, yeah, it's great. There's a great contrast in, in articles where, um, you know, this happened and no names, yeah. you know, and it's kind of like, uh, unfortunately, the person on the left was more at fault in this in the situation. No names, no names. You don't know who it is. Right. Um, and, and, and but then 
And another article that happened a little more recently, there was a domestic dispute between two two uh, people in the district, like the Lenape principal. And in that thing, they not only released all the names, they released the addresses and mm-hmm. everything of the people involved. And I even heard that the the, the woman involved is being stalked. It's just like, yes. what? what? Well, it's a, so I see it's awesome. So I really wish more people, even on our own team, we've been fooled by how much the media has purposely, they only ever broadcast bad things about our district. It's so terrible. Like, I even spoke to members of the of the Central Bucks Administration. It's like, Arthi, do you know how many good things are going on in our district? I'm constantly emailing you know, the usual suspects at all the newspapers. We know who they are. We mm-hmm. constantly email them, look at these good things happening. Can you also publish this as well? Like, yeah, sure, there's bad things, there's good things too. You know, they get, totally get dropped on the floor. No one has any idea of the good things going on our district. They only ever report on the bad things. It really is, it really is like you say, malpractice. It's, it's, and it's just these, there's like basically these four, general, four journalists. They don't even live here. They don't mm-hmm. have kids. I'm not even sure any of them are married. And it's just like <laughs> you almost wonder if they have a vendetta about, about the district yeah. and they're just – Jealous of what we have. I don't know. I don't know how to. And so many good people have been fooled by these people. And they're like, it's pretty much like malicious repo- reporting what they've been yes. doing to us. Yeah, it's so true. And, and if you, you bring up a good person, point. And like, I have so many moms like that, that haven't, don't talk to me anymore because they think I'm, I'm really as bad as these people say. And I'm like, you know me, like we've been in scouts together. We've hung out together. Yes. I've accompanied you to things. And for these people to stop talking to me because they think you really think I believe in those things. Have you really been, it's really sad how many good people have been fooled by these people. Yes. Well, Arthi Martino, thank you so much for, uh, you know, being generous with your time and letting us know about this and the big event. It's next Tuesday night, September 19th, seven to seven forty five, And you can tell us where you can sign up one more time. It's, Let's go CBSD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's 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 end on a positive. Yes. Like, look, let's focus on the good stuff. Let's stop talking <laughs> about this nonsense. Like, it's time. It's time for stuff to get better. Anyway, yeah. It's uh, like let's go cbsd.com. It's, so one of the first links on there you'll see is Con Martino Town Hall. You click on that and you can register there. Well, Arthur Martino, thank you so much. It's uh, I just loved meeting you in person because, of course, I know you've called in when Zioli when he had the. Um, you know, the Travis Mannion events and that sort of thing. So we've known each other, but we got to meet in person this week. And I hope that we've just begun. So thank you so much for joining me this morning. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. You have a great day and a great weekend. Oh, you too. Arthur Martino. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.